0: People of the to the Hey everybody, welcome to Conspiracy the Show. I'm Adam Todd Brown. Who are you?
1: Oh, man, it's Connor McSpadden back in the trap, baby. What's up?
0: The cut.
1: Connor McSpadden.
0: How's it going, man?
1: Oh, man, never better, dude. I'm so happy to be back on the program. I've been I was telling Adam off mic before the show. I've been inundated with lovely messages from Conspiracy of the Show fans. I truly forget that this show is popular and people listen to it. But, yeah, I've gotten a lot of folks like I'm driving cross country. I've been listening to you talk about fucking pedophiles all day, (laughs) you know, oh, my God, you're the only fucking conspiracy show that I can listen to that doesn't sound like some guy trying to sell me fucking uh, survival ration supplies, you know? So the feedback has been great, and I'm stoked to talk about this one because this is something I had never heard about, and I probably wouldn't have found out about my own.
0: We do need to get into selling survival supplies, though. I don't like that. We're just leaving money on the table.
1: I want to get into owning survival supplies, (laughs) Adam. have Have you checked
0: the temperature out there? There was an earthquake here yesterday and I got a Google alert that was like, Put your shoes on. <laughs> what?
1: Now? dude? I Well, I, I fucking I scored this clutch corner apartment in an old building and it's got exposed brick on the wall and it's on the fifth floor and I got a great view of the whole city. And I'm like, man, I'm a boss. And when you're sitting up there and you feel the whole building shake, you're like, I'm going to die. All right. <laughs> I have a shitload of fucking plate weights and dumbbells just sitting in my living room and I, the floor is going to uh, those are going to crash onto a baby's head in the unit below me and uh, I'm going to get a fucking rat. After through my guts and bleed out and try to text my mom something before I pass out you know I'm fucking scared I was so freaked out man I think about the big one all the time
0: yeah that one carried on for a while I was like is this it is it gonna get is this gonna be the one
1: me and my girl are watching eastbound and down and we're both looking at each other I'm like are we gonna die looking at Danny McBride's nuts is this how it ends
0: (laughs) that would be a bad way to go
1: I could think of worse. He's pounding down is a great program. I, you know, I've, I've got a lot of respect for the team there, but yeah, I would, I would have preferred a more poetic death. You know, <laughs> at least I could, if I could die in some kind of Andrew Jackson duel or some sort of deal gone awry in some backroom Hollywood shit. But if I fall through the floor of the fucking Lido apartment, it's all, you know, whatever.
0: <laughs> well, speaking of cool ways to die, that's kind of what we're talking about today. This is a thing I had no knowledge of whatsoever. And we recorded. We have a call-in chat show that we do as a bonus thing on Unpops, called Sixty Nine Minutes. And oh yeah, <laughs> me and Chet Wild just basically do a Zoom call with another Unpops host and a bunch of fans every month.
1: Oh dude, yeah, you got to get me on there. I've always wanted to do like a Loveline style radio show that kicks ass.
0: Yeah, we'll definitely have you on. It's a lot of fun. We just did the Fuck first yeah. one, and. a a listener named Mikey C called in and he asked me if I had heard anything about this theory that the world was going to end on September 5th.
1: There's always a new world's going to end date. There's always one like on the books like, well, guys, it's coming up November 14th. You know, if you believe the Branch Davidians, they got, you know, that's what they're saying.
0: It feels like it always involves a five, too. Like this one, September yeah. 5th. The last one was May something.
1: Yeah, yeah. The, I've been fucking getting it. You know, it's, I, I've been like I read Riz's book a long time ago. It's called The Tao of Wu. And he breaks down the nation of Islam and divine mathematics and shit like that into to a certain degree in the book. And fuck, man, if some of that shit don't make sense, like I'm like, I, I buy into <laughs> this religion way more than Christianity. And if they would take white five percenters, I'd probably go to the meetings.
0: You know what I mean? uh mc search from third base was a five percenter
1: you're in is he is he he of the caucasian persuasion not only that he's jewish yo respect that's fucking good for you five percenters
0: in the nation of islam that is
1: damn dude
0: that's a success story right there
1: your street card has unlimited metro points man that's (laughs) fucking legit
0: so i started looking into this and it turns out there were a whole lot of people who spent a good part of 2020 and probably even longer than that, worried that the world was going to end on September 5th, 2020.
1: And it's like, if what what's this date shit to me, I'm just like, I'm going to every time I hear a loud boom outside, I go, Well. I'm going to look outside. It's going to be bright as daylight at 9 p.m. And then I'm going to feel the fucking shockwave come and kill me. You know, I, I'm more of a nuclear bomb fearer. But the date shit is interesting. You know that, that people would put so much credence in that while everything is falling apart.
0: Yeah. And it especially if you're like looking at it from a Bible perspective, it makes no sense. Because like if if you're basing this on Bible stuff, like it says in the Bible, you're not going to know. When the end of the world comes, it's just which is what I want, obviously. Oh, like, for sure. I want to get hit by the meteor if mm-hmm. nothing else. Mm-hmm.
1: I don't want to fucking stay inside for three days and then go scavenge for supplies and the fallout. Like, I'm good, man.
0: Yeah, I'm not a marauder. I don't have it in me.
1: I, uh, I can't, uh, I can't buy a gun for five years for a reason that I think you'll be able to deduce, but, uh, (laughs) (laughs) I fucking, uh, if I had like a pistol and that shit happened, I'm like, I'd probably like, I'd go outside and I'd take the temperature and see how much of the common good was still floating around in the air. But, uh, if it was even a little bit fucked up, I'd probably just go, let's call it a life, (laughs) bang, you know? Oh yeah, Definitely. That was what the guy who made Walking Dead said when everyone's like, What's your zombie survival plan, dude? And he's like, Well, first of all, that's fucking fiction. And second of all, I would kill myself and my young son so I wouldn't have to eat trash with him in the wasteland. And I was like,
0: Yeah, dude, <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> of course. You. So the caller on this episode, he mentioned, weirdly enough, payphones mm-hmm. and that this was all somehow tied to payphones. So I promised to look into it. And now here we are. And I did some Googling around and this whole thing starts in 2015 in Portland, Oregon, where everything that might be a high-level government social experiment starts.
1: Yeah. I mean that's where you find people. You know what I you know what's interesting about this MK Ultra shit? They always operate in kind of liberal hives like San Francisco with the fucking uh, the brothels and the LSD. It's they go for a place where the people are open minded and ideologically flexible and they go, we've got some wet clay here in society. What can we mold this into? You know?
0: Yeah. A lot of MK Ultra happened at colleges and universities, yeah. mm-hmm. which would be the same thing. And yeah, <laughs> in Portland, These flyers started appearing that were advertising something called the Willamette Valley Dream Survey.
1: Which, great name for a band from Portland.
0: Yeah, that would be an amazing band name.
1: They've got three mandolin players, and if you listen to the records, they need all of them. They're all playing (laughs) their part.
0: And I know for a fact it's pronounced Willamette and not Willamette, because I was in Oregon once and I got corrected by a fucking local.
1: Oh, yeah. Don't you hate that? I had that when I went to uh, Miami, Oregon. They're like, it ain't Miami. You got to say it more racistly. It's Miami. (laughs) You got to put some slur in your heart when you pronounce Miami. That's in Oregon. Yeah, man, I did a gig there. They had a casino gig called the Looney Saloon and you got a fucking buffet (laughs) card. I went back to the hotel and I actually hot tubbed with like a 400 pound uh, Mexican skinhead gangster who was reformed. And we fucking had a great time. Me, him and Keith Carey.
0: That does sound like a good time.
1: This was after I met a homeless man named Moon breaking into his own Volkswagen van uh, in the parking lot. And he was like, oh, don't worry about it. This is my van. And I was like, some reason, man, I fucking believe you. And it, yeah, I came back later and he was in there with some other homeless chick and he told us a dirty Christmas poem, you know, all that shit. But it's Will Amet. I know this from the Dead Rising games, if there's any old Xbox heads. uh, Yeah, it's kind of like a uh, mid-sized, semi-suburban sort of place in Oregon, right?
0: Yeah, it's. Uh, I think there's a river that runs okay. through Oregon also called the Willamette. And these flyers that started going up, th- this is what they said. Have you been having strange dreams? The Willamette Valley Dream Survey is investigating a recent spike in bizarre, unexplainable dreams. If you have been experiencing any unusual dream activity, you can help by reporting a summary Please call 971-258-1465 with a description of your dream.
1: That's a very tantalizing
0: prompt. And, of course, a lot of people at that time were like, you know what? I am having weird dreams. So they started calling this number. And people also started searching the internet to try and find the source of this number. Of course. Even a local news channel in Oregon tried to track down the source of this, and they traced it to a German language immersion school program. But when they contacted that school, they they were like, yeah, we're not using the number anymore. Uh,
1: Interesting. Yeah, the fucking – the trail of breadcrumbs feels almost deliberately misleading. Like some guy was just cold calling different weird – he had like a deli meat producer in Arkansas – and the fucking <laughs> preschool in Maine. And as soon as somebody was just like, yeah, we'll take the fucking cash under the table to route the phone number through here. He was just like, perfect. Nobody will ever be able to find out. And they'll project all their own meaning onto this strange fucking German language school, you know? And then you wonder like, oh, maybe he fucking worked there. Maybe it's fucking, maybe they're up, you know, maybe the Germans are doing this to fuck with people. You know, it raises so many interesting questions.
0: I would be weirded out a little bit if I saw this. Oh, yeah.
1: It's one of these, uh, every, you know, you see so much bullshit promotional advertising on the street. But every once in a while, there's something that is a little sincere and a little bit out there. And it just grabs you. And like this guy did a very good job of creating this campaign, whoever made this uh, and making it, uh, you know, like I said, tantalizing, you know, something that you want to engage with. I have you know what my girl I have, it, but my girlfriend has. Let me take a picture of this and I'll text it to her. You know, it just it, it's a good call to action.
0: Yeah, and when people would call, this is the automated female voice that they would hear. Thank you for calling the Willamette Valley Dream Survey. Please leave a detailed account of your dream after the tone. Transcripts or audio from your report may be duplicated in other media. This chick sounds like she smokes. Yeah, she's got she's got a a pretty rockin' voice. Yeah.
1: No, they had a there's a there's some videos that I'm sure will be in the show notes. And yeah, they got a nice just official sounding like just like the, the like a lady that worked at like a small town pharmacy. Like if we are unable to process your prescription at this time, please call back at this number and leave us a detailed message. It, it was so nondescript, you know?
0: Yeah, but it's definitely a real person.
1: It's not a robo voice.
0: And you would think with that being the case, you could maybe track down the person who recorded that like assuming they like went on fiverr
1: oh yeah or so like a fiverr gig you know there might be some chick would be like hey i just did this for 200 bucks via paypal i didn't know this was going to be such a fucking thing
0: speaking of that or along those same lines one of the people pushing this idea is a youtuber named nick crowley and he's got all of these videos about all sorts of things. Uh, Go check him out if you want. What the fuck do I care? But I bring that up for two reasons. One, to give credit. Adam
1: Todd Brown endorses (laughs) anti-Semitic YouTuber.
0: (laughs) One, I want to give him credit, obviously. But also, I would like to log an objection to something he says about all of this. Which is he points out the fact that this is a working phone number that leads to a voicemail inbox as proof that people took a lot of time and effort to do this. Yeah. So it's like, no, that you can set up a voicemail inbox online in minutes.
1: Dude, I, I I ran a podcast that had a voicemail inbox and it was all free on Google Voice and I figured out how to set it up in forty five minutes and I never had to change it. Yeah, I never fucked with that. It was it ran itself after that.
0: Yeah, our the unpop's voicemail line still has I think Brett Rader reads the welcome message because oh, we haven't okay. changed it since 2013.
1: No, right? I still, every once in a while, I still get a little ding on that mean boy's voicemail line, you know?
0: Yeah, I have been too. I've been getting calls. I wonder if it's the fucking Willamette Valley Dream Survey.
1: Maybe people are just looking for, you know, maybe that's the last, like an anonymous voicemail service is the closest modern society has to like a secular Catholic confession booth, you know? Yeah.
0: We should set that up. That would
1: be fucking priceless. And the problem would be is that we'd have all the phone numbers, right? If we did it on Google Voice, it gives you the other guy's number. And then we'd be like, okay, well, this man killed somebody and he said he wants to do it again. And we really meant this as kind of an artistic goof. But now I feel obligated (laughs) to talk to the cops. And that's not something that we at Conspiracy of the Show are ever really happy to do. You know,
0: no, no. Last option is always to talk to the cops around the these very parts. last option, correct? <laughs> coption. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, this story really started to take off online when it made its way to a Reddit thread where a user named Marcus Yallo posted one of the signs. And at that point a bunch of Reddit users jumped in the comments to say, "Oh yeah, I have had strange dreams recently," which of course, like yeah. That's that's just gonna happen.
1: Uh, yeah, and it's like it the more exposure this thing has, the more people that happen to have been having weird dreams will see it and call the number. You know, it's a self-perpetuating prophecy, or I don't know, I don't quite know the word there, but like it's um it insists upon itself the larger an audience that it generates with its uh, titillating prompts and uh and nondescript voice, you know. It's a well put together thing, you know, and it's and it and it spread like it was a Many things that are designed to be viral or designed to go viral or to get exposure and to generate feedback just fall fucking flat because people go, this is fucking a hoax. This is for somebody's fucking Instagram. But something about this, the sincerity of it just kept on going. And then the Reddit thing picks up and you can often follow like, you know, if you're a know your meme guy or whatever, like the different like exposure points that proliferated it and uh you can we can trace a few major ones back in this case and that reddit post seems to be uh, definitely kind of the the water on the gas fire that really popped this off
0: yeah it's really similar to something we're talking about on the pretty scary podcast this week which do you remember the have you seen this man phenomenon no it was this thing where all these people reported seeing the same man in their dreams oh and he would like show up and give advice or sometimes he was scary but they all pretty scary they all reported seeing the same person and it turned out it was a huge hoax it was this marketer was doing it for reasons still unknown but once people saw it and like the the face was just weird enough that people would see it and go, oh, yeah, I recognize that. But also so common, like he had yeah. big eyebrows and his eyes were wide apart. But yeah, other yeah. than that, he looked like a whole lot of different people. And so people saw that flyer and were like, yeah, I've seen him. Yeah.
1: Well, you can project onto something. And um, again, if it's a well crafted prompt, it will it will make you think that, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm one of these people. And I, this is a bit of a tangent, but I've heard that you cannot dream about a face that you've never seen. You ever hear that old chestnut? You know,
0: that's interesting. I have not.
1: And Dave Chappelle has a nice piece on that where uh, I think it is Grammy thing where he's like, uh, you know, I've seen so many hop, happy audiences. I've got so many happy faces in my dreams. You know, the world's a lot nicer in there. And I don't know if that's true or if that's a matter of general scientific, you know, or dream studying kind of truth that's accepted. But uh yeah, that that goes kind of back to just this um, this Will Amitt number and how you can project your own sort of, I don't know, desires and fantasies and uh, your, your need to be interesting or a part of a phenomenon or your desire to, you know, see some uh, group meaning in the world that's a little paranormal and unexplainable. And then it can just. Insist upon itself, and then so many people see that face and think about it all day. That yeah, they probably ended up dreaming about that no eye, like wide eyebrow, you know, weird eyed fuck.
0: Yeah, and this Willamette Dream Survey or Willamette Valley Dream Survey thing starts happening a couple years after the Mandela Effect starts becoming a thing, which seems oh yeah very similar where.
1: Mandela effect creeped me the fuck out. I got I got, got by that one as a uh, man in my early 20s. I was like,
0: I remember the Steam
1: Bears. What the fuck is going <laughs> on, man? The aliens are running the show. I like was at a comedy show and I found out about it and I drove home early and I was like in the car. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, we just we did a pretty scary episode about that recently, too, because it's all tied to this theory that the world ended in 2012 and we were all shifted, our consciousness all shifted to a parallel but slightly different universe, and that's why shit's been weird ever since. But it's also, that's the kind of, I feel like, sort of a similar thing where even though, for the most part, if you look into those examples of Mandela Effect stuff, they all have explanations.
1: Yes, there is there is always a pretty, like, solid, like, fucking oh, okay. yeah, that makes sense, you know, and it's all and it comes down to human error, which people don't like admitting to having
0: (laughs) people don't like admitting human error and people love being part of a group.
1: Yep. Ain't that always ain't that the Crusades, brother?
0: So when you go online and you find out Hannibal Lecter never said, well, hello, Clarice in Silence of the Lambs. You just see that information and go, oh, OK, yeah, we're in a different parallel universe and all these other people agree with me. So I, I have friends now. But also, if you just look into it a little bit further, he does say that, but he says it in the sequel. He doesn't say it in Silence of the Lambs.
1: Yeah. Indiana Jones doesn't grab his hat from underneath that thing. That was just something that got parodied in in snl sketches he grabs a whip in the movie but everybody thinks everyone references i did for many years myself as a guy who fucking does nothing but hacky references in his comedy that (laughs) i thought it was a fucking hat you know it's just something that happens somewhat naturally you know it's a natural memory error that's you know you know people have it's like you don't want to admit that you're that similar to somebody that you have the same reaction and the same flawed reaction like in my own life i was once robbed in san francisco and I feel this is a t- this is a very it's not going to make me look very good or woke as a white dude. <laughs> but it was a uh, it was literally a TV interracial duo of like a black guy and like a, a brown skinned Hispanic or Arab guy. We couldn't make it out. They were stealing our suitcases and we were chasing them up this hill. And one of them said, hey, motherfuckers, just, sh- you know, shoot him, shoot him and it, they were clearly bluffing, and me and the guy were just like, looked at each other, and we go, these guys are full of shit, but I'm not risking it for whatever in that suitcase, and we just backed up, and then the cops came, and it was a very stressful night, and I had to fly back the next day, and the cop was like, who who took the bags? And I just jumped up, and I was like, it was two African-American guys, and the cop, and, and my buddy uh, that I was with, Max, was like, no, it was an African-American guy and a brown skin guy, and I was like... Pfft. Fuck, you're right. I am a racist piece of shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what happened? That shit like it just memory, you know, you you perceive things and you have air cognitive air. It's all come down to fucking cortisone, adrenaline, stress.
0: Yeah. so fast forward to april 30th 2020 because this the the willamette valley dream survey it was just kind of that it was a reddit post and then people thought it was weird and no one ever really found anything out about it so Mm -hmm. we just sort of moved on april 30th 2020 a post goes up on reddit about a strange flyer posted on a telephone pole in utah and here's what it said have you been having strange dreams The Happy Valley Dream Survey is investigating a recent spike in bizarre, unexplainable dreams. If you have been experiencing any unusual dream activity, you can help by reporting a summary. Please contact either happyvalleydreamsurvey at mail.com (laughs) or 725-333-9067 and leave a description of your dream so here we go again
1: yeah same same shit different place
0: it wouldn't surprise me if this is something government related
1: that's the thing it's like who needs this data is it somebody putting together a um ex post facto documentary about this reaction to this art project, to this spiritual prompt in the wild. Is it about the decay of, uh, of modern fucking paranormal thinking and dream analysis in this increasingly technocratic society? Or is someone, you know, at the CIA going, are there patterns to this DMT scape that we seem to enter when we take this drug or is there a landscape to the world of dreams are there common threads that permeate throughout society and affect the world in unconscious ways like the ancient egyptians thought that the pharaoh went to sleep and then his soul left his body and fucking pushed the society forward he made the rains come and the fucking tides drop and the soil get fertilized are they on some shit like that i mean they've got too much money and nothing but fucking time and weird ideas like they'll throw a shot at anything you know
0: that's that's the thing like i think people underestimate how much time and resources the very like we have 16 intelligence agencies in the united states and there's not even
1: that much intelligence in this country adam
0: Right. And our like, if you're worried about police budgets in your area, wait till you hear what our black ops budget is every year in the United States. We spend so much money.
1: It's like the United States got divorced to a woman named DARPA and we owe her a bigger (laughs) child support payment every year.
0: Pretty much.
1: And they're not just making cool SR-71 blackbirds that you're going to be able to look at in an Air Force museum someday. Like, they are doing some shit.
0: Yeah, like... I know we all love to think MKUltra ended after we found out about it in the 70s, but there's no fucking way that's true. And I like to point out the only
1: reason we found out about it is because a fucking copy clerk filed some documents wrong and a very, I don't know, by the books, little bureaucrat said, hey, I found all these documents. They're in the wrong place. And then Freedom of Information Act, blah, 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 blah. And now we know about it. And that's just one thing we know about. That's just one of these things. They fucking did. Like, even like you go back to the shit that's now declassified from World War II. We were trying to teach bats how to fly across the sea with bombs on their bellies and roost in the eaves of these fucking traditional Shintoist buildings with paper walls and flammable bamboo so that they could cause mass fucking pogrom and genocide via bats, you know, they fucking go apeshit on every idea.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, like, I can't imagine anyone listening to this hasn't looked into MKUltra. But if you haven't, like, just go listen to our episode about it or just go read up on it. Like, mm-hmm. they were doing crazy things.
1: It's a, it's a significant precedent in the world of conspiratorial thinking.
0: Yeah, because it proves that not only were we into exactly this kind of thing, like like thought control or like mm-hmm. just being able to find out as much about how the human mind works and what it's capable of. Of course, the government's looking into that. Oh, and yeah. I don't think MKUltra would have carried on for, I think it was like two decades, 25 years, something like that, if they never found anything.
1: We make this point quite often. It's like... They have all this disposable money. They have all this fucking time. They waste your taxpayer dollars. But at the end of the day, results are results are results. And if you're not bringing home the bacon, they're going to give it to some other guy who tries to, you know, teach fucking twins how to do telepathy. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. And with something like this, like, I I don't know. I could only speculate on what they would be doing. But you don't know what the government's up to now. They could have a way to control our dreams, And honestly,
1: Adam, I've looked into uh, in in our time apart. I haven't spoken to you in some time. I'm very remiss about that fact. But I've been learning about um, some of these crackpot theories about consciousness. Uh, Most interesting to me is a spiral dynamics uh, uh, a theory from Mr. Don Beck and uh, integral theory from a guy named Ken Weber. And these guys, like many people that have correct ideas, like we were treating ulcers wrong for fucking decades because, I don't know, the pharmaceutical industry had that shit. Locked up tight and they wouldn't listen to any new ideas. And finally, they figured out how it fucking worked. And they're pretty compelling. They're pretty, they make intuitive sense to you, even if they might not be backable by like scientific fact. And there's a good chance that a lot of shit like that, a lot of shit that we uh, get thrown into the crackpot, you know, pile by the great media machine, the military industrial congressional complex, the whole fucking propaganda, MSNBC, Twitter sphere, fucking misinformation machine that runs itself at this point, like a fucking red box, there's a chance that maybe there's guys in a white coat somewhere in a fucking DARPA building going, now look, we all know that we're operating on the turquoise tier of spiral dynamic consciousness and the rest of these fucking sheep cannot find out because they're going to start wanting free health care. They're going to start wanting fucking, you know, a, a living wage and a union. And there's no fucking way we got to make this shit seem like it's ape shit. And we use all this fucking advantage to ourselves. You know, you never fucking know with these people.
0: Yeah. So let's talk about what happened next Basically, uh, Happy Valley, for one thing, is the nickname of the area in Utah where the flyer was posted. And the day this went up, a YouTuber named One Regit called the number and posted the entire recording to YouTube. And it's just a British voice saying, please leave a description of your dream after the tone. And people who called it claimed they immediately received a text afterwards, thanking them for participating.
1: That'll, that'll send a chill sh- down your spine, huh?
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. They also claimed the number called them back, but somehow no one ever managed to answer one of those calls So I'm kind of skeptical about that part.
1: That could obviously be trolls. That could be people um, who there's just there's also and this is another thing why it's you can never know anything in this fucking horrible day and age. People that just like to fuck with groups. They like to fuck with group think. They like to manipulate thought patterns around commonly agreed upon phenomena. And they've got nothing but burner accounts and time in their mom's basement. So they just go around spreading misinfo.
0: There was some speculation that this could be scientists of some sort doing this which if that's the case this is a government thing. Like yeah. Science in and of itself doesn't have the time for this kind of shit.
1: And you know what we don't fund anymore? Science. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know who's the like studies are never fucking double peer reviewed, they're never confirmed. They just give you a headline and they've got whatever shoddy data that they put together to grab that headline and everyone just goes there's no money in confirming this shit you got to fucking make a new headline you got, we got to say the university of pennsylvania says that couples in coronavirus are more likely to break up next week, you know, or whatever the fuck you're doing. There's just no fucking public money or resource or grassroots campaign to fund science because we've got so many other fucking pressing problems and yada, yada, yada. So if someone's got a lot of money to put behind a project, it's not outside the realm of possibility that it's the CIA, the FBI, one of these 16 intelligence agencies that get weirder and weirder and more arcane in the name and fucking, you know, research department every time they're fucking founded and funded and persisted upon.
0: Yeah, I think that There's a misconception that scientist always equates to good person or Mm -hmm. person that's on the side of the truth. Like the woman behind Plandemic is a scientist and she also has a serious bone to pick with Anthony Fauci, which is very clear. And she's participating in a thing that doesn't actually hold up to scientific scrutiny, but she's also technically a scientist.
1: You can pay these people off to win court cases. You can hire a scientist to lie for you in front of a judge and fuck with the jury and make a point for you. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not hard. There's guys that make their whole living doing that going, oh, yeah, this audio uh, that they got on wire from a guy's a double agent. um, I'm a sound expert. And let me show you why this shit is inadmissible. This is bullshit. It might be crystal clear, you know? It's just fucking, there's, it's a gig. Somebody's gonna do it. I drove Postmates. There's a fucking guy that'll fucking suck whatever <laughs> devil's dick for however much cash because he needs it. It's a mean old world.
0: Yeah, if you watch the documentary about Michael Peterson, who is a guy who's accused of murdering his wife, but he's out of prison now. And look at the forensic analyst that they hire in that case. That dude, like... What you're supposed to do when you're investigating a murder is you recreate the murder and then you see what kind of science unfolds around it. Yep. And what this guy in this case was doing was trying to conduct experiments that would give them the results they wanted that matched what happened in the house, which is, which the is exact, not how
1: you're supposed to do science. Yeah,
0: it's the exact opposite of science, but because he's a scientist and when he was in court, people were like, oh, well, yeah, this guy gets it. Obviously,
1: a fucking certificate framed on the wall gives you a lot of cachet because people go, I don't want to learn that shit. And the thing is, it's like you can learn enough about a lot of these things and you can use your fucking horse sense and your intuition and your natural predilection towards logic and reason. And you can kind of it's not too hard sometimes, even as a dumb dumb to be able to, I don't know, make a fucking reasonable disagreement with this. I mean, you and I aren't classically trained in, in any department and people fucking find us compelling, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, the video also claims that one of the users who uploaded this video, because there were two Reddit users who were most active in terms of looking into this, one Regit and Aliens did nine eleven, which wow to that mwah. username beautiful. Suspicious
1: though these two guys.
0: Yeah, they end Could up. Could they
1: be the Nigerian brothers that the uh, Jesse Smollett of this whole thing? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I don't know.
0: Yeah, they end a up
1: account, baby,
0: doing all of this posting about it, but then delete their count ca- their accounts, like, and just sort of disappear. In the video, claims that one of the users had expressed concerns that they'd gotten into something dangerous. Which again, I'd love to see screenshots of that because a lot of this, like, this is just as easily a thing a person could go out and orchestrate on the internet. Oh yeah. Like it would be easy to set up two fake Reddit accounts or even you have friends who help you with it. And then they, you plan at some point that, oh, we're going to disappear and make it really mysterious. Like the people making these videos about this could be the people behind this also, Mm -hmm. because there's good money in conspiracy videos on YouTube provided they don't get banned by the government.
1: And this is so innocuous and it doesn't make any big claims about a uh, a big lawsuit, happy institution that it can exist and be relatively unmolested in terms of the content moderation department. It's not like a guy like Porcelain, who, um, you know, are guys that are more controversial that go out there and uh, they get pulled and they get flagged and they have to have mirror uploads from different accounts that go away every three months and shit like that. It's like you're talking about a phone number, bro. I got guys on here (laughs) saying that coronavirus was made by a Chinese magician. Like I got to handle bigger (laughs) shit. Fish to fry.
0: Yeah. So so stuff like this is just going to kind of fly under the radar it's not a it's not an offensive conspiracy theory but it's definitely one that because of that group aspect to it and the the weird dreams thing because there have been people reporting having weird dreams during coronavirus
1: oh yeah and there's a great new york times article about that you shared with me
0: yeah and so this is the perfect time to roll something like this back out
1: and also This is the first time that a big societal event has almost forced introspection upon the public, you know, like 9-11 that forced a lot of judgment onto the Arab world. You know what I mean? Yeah. This has forced you to sit in your house with your wife, your boyfriend, your partner. And just chew the meaningless minutia of your day. And what happens then? I don't know. You probably have a fucking weird dream or two, man. Sounds like you're bottling a lot of shit up. You can't call her a bitch. You already did that on Thursday. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you got to fucking pace yourself. We're in a pandemic. It's fucking locked down.
0: Yeah. And so obviously people were going to respond to this, seeing it again, because I, I think that story about the weird dreams came out before this. So, like, that could have just as easily been the inspiration for bringing this back.
1: Yeah, that could be what uh, popped it back up in society. You know, you never know. It's like all these, uh, you know, you can I, I say this not as a in a dismissive way, but rather as just as a general way of thinking of it. But, you know, ideas are like intellectual pathogens. They spread. They fucking take roost in your mind. You know, they may um, find more fertile soil in different readers than others. But, uh, you know, uh, everything fucking reminds you of something You know, sometimes like just because someone makes a big tweet, a song goes to number one on iTunes that hasn't been listened to in years. You know, it just shit happens.
0: Yeah. And what makes me suspicious of this, the the guy who made the video again, his name's Nick Crowley. He is kind of the main source for all of this like his like he says the reddit users disappeared and he seems to be the only one who got a text message back and was able to strike up an actual conversation with this group and at one point he gets a he he asks uh them a bunch of questions and they say you have to ask the right question and they finally tell him he does and he gets a response that says nine go 5g which is some foreign language that i don't know but <laughs> it roughly translates to september 5th and somehow and this is a quote from the video that was all i needed to know and like, really? Like someone texts you September 5th and you're like, oh, I got it figured out. And what yeah. he tied it to is there's this group called 5 September 2020, and they've been pushing this idea that an apocalyptic event is happening on that day since back in November 2019. And that day has since come and gone.
1: With little fanfare, I suppose, is there anything that could, uh, you know, did, did you find any significant like tide change or, or, or like a big court decision or social action like seems like there was nothing remarkable that took place on the 5th, 5th of september this year clear as i can remember it was only what 12 days ago
0: yeah it was it was a pretty normal day and i did check some of these reddit threads on that day and people immediately were because it was kind of like i almost said nine eleven. nope uh the y2k bug mm, yeah all you had to do was turn on the tv where Uh, And see that in a place like Australia, where it was already midnight, everything was fine. So you just immediately got to spend the rest of the day like, oh, yeah, this was bullshit. Although the Y2K bug wasn't bullshit.
1: No, some things happened. And and to be fair, Adam, I think there's only four or five computers in Australia at that time in 1999. So
0: that's a good point.
1: It's not a great sample size. I think they were mostly using like light brights, um, (laughs) erector sets, that kind of a thing.
0: Yeah, great fireworks display, though. (laughs) yeah i'm sure so yeah the not we didn't die there was no no cataclysmic event and apparently dreams are really integral to this group so obviously according to this video they're the ones who set this up because the dream surveys and maybe they killed those two redditors because they found the same information nick crowley found he actually says that yeah. He says, do you think these Redditors were murdered because they found the same information I found? Well, I don't know. Have you been murdered?
1: <laughs> yeah. And look, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I've been to a psych ward once in my life and you talk to a lot of people that are out there, you know, and you'll notice common threads. You notice that they'll like the, the two guys will just will not shut up about Russell Westbrook being like a soldier for the devil. And they both got <laughs> to that idea on their own you know and there's just like i said those intellectual pathogens it's like yeah there's got to be common delusion there's got to be common uh unconventional conclusions that people that live in altered states of mind more often than the common man come to and agree upon and in some way or another with the proliferation of information being so fucking readily available at our fingertips in this age of information those things start to develop patterns and groups and subcommunities and subreddits and messages boards and email change and dark web fucking communication networks and it all grooves and gels together and it makes it impossible to know anything, as you said earlier in the program.
0: Hey everybody, this is Adam, host of this podcast. Did you know there's a new way to subscribe to Conspiracy the Show? Head to conspiracy.supercast.tech. And for just $3 a month, you get every episode of Conspiracy the Show, including bonus episodes, completely ad-free. Not sure if you know this, but as of right now, there are still nearly 40 episodes of this show that have never been released publicly. So, if you're looking for a way to occupy all that newfound free time you have, we can totally help. Again, head to conspiracy.supercast.tech and sign up today for just $3 a month. Or, as always, to get everything the Unpops Network has to offer for one still insanely low price, check out patreon.com slash unpops. Either way, thanks for listening, and thanks for the support. We love you. Let's get back to the show. So this takes another turn which this part is very weird to me, but just because this is a very weird company. Mm -hmm. Another YouTuber whose channel is called Tales from the Dark picked up where Nick Crowley left off, and he added another wrinkle to this story. In his video posted August 2nd, 2020, he brings up this company called Futel. Mm -hmm. And I'll admit, this is a weird goddamn company.
1: This shit is fascinating to me. This is very interesting, this Futel a component of this,
0: they have been putting up payphones all around the country. Except they're free, which makes calling them payphones kind of weird and incorrect. Yeah, but you can use them to make calls for free. Which uh I don't know who's doing that. I guess if you're homeless it would be a benefit if you're a drug dealer and you're using that payphone you're a fucking idiot
1: that's like, what i was about to say <laughs>
0: <laughs> like if that's I just mean, I- popping up in your neighborhood for free
1: don't. I used to do a punk rock podcast called Mean Boys, and Adam went over to the shitty house we <laughs> lived in in Echo Park. And I'll tell you, there's still active payphones in that neighborhood, and active payphones in this day and age are active. Yeah, <laughs> there's activity going on there. Yeah, it's you kind know, of a see, bad
0: sign. If you see a payphone, oh, you're somewhere you probably don't want to be.
1: If you see someone talking on a payphone, turn around. Get the fuck you out know? of there. Yeah, respect your life. <laughs>
0: and. So you can use them to make free calls, but you can also use these pay phones to connect to all sorts of weird things. There's an apology hotline that was apparently set up in the 70s that Crazy! you can just call
1: and that doesn't that doesn't sound like the government. OK, well, hey, let's fucking fire that back <laughs> up. That thing when we were trying to fish for pedophiles. Let's fucking get that on board, you know?
0: Yeah, uh, there's the Druid of Sisyphus. Oh, that guy. He's great. <laughs> he has a blog on the company website very strange
1: tight yeah yeah mystical shit
0: and also astrology you know one of the things you can connect to is the happy valley dream survey Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. so that's where futel and this dream survey thing become connected and Again, I'm not going to deny for one second, this is a weird goddamn company. Oh, yeah. No question about it. And these phones, they're in super random locations.
1: There's not many of them. The article I read was from a few years back, but it was like, there's 10 phones scattered across the country, you know?
0: Yeah, there's not a lot of them, and when you read about it, it has to be... In an area that has a free internet connection.
1: It may be routed through Wi-Fi somehow, which, you know, again, makes the idea of doing a drug deal on there very conspicuous to me, you know, could be a honeypot.
0: So this guy in the Tales from the Dark video, he drives 153 miles to Detroit to use one of these phones. Mm -hmm. Talk about a veteran of the conspiracy theory wars there.
1: (laughs) Most people only do that for promotional Rick and Morty sauces, you know <laughs> I mean?
0: He also gets there and decides the phone is in too much of a high crime area and that it's not safe to film a video there so he leaves and then all the audio we hear is from someone else's investigation which what were you expecting driving to a place with an active payphone in detroit
1: right like you can't even break out a video camera like i don't uh, yeah that, that that all that pisses me off just because of all the wasted energy driving 150 miles
0: yeah, I mean, I fuck with Detroit style pizza, so if he was oh in town too. for that, but otherwise,
1: little C's baby, that's Detroit style. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is. <laughs> so he does include a recording of one of these videos, and there there are a bunch of really weird options. Like there's there's no denying that, but. You have to take into account that there's all those other weird options, too.
1: They're all they're w- all through the same. They're routed through the same mysterious, free, conspicuous, odd internet payphone art service. Right. Like, what the fuck do you make of that? Like, this network of asinine ideas. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. the The thing about it that none of the videos bring up, and I hate when conspiracy videos and podcasts do this, There is more information out there about these phones. There's an interview with the founder of this company that was posted on the Metro Times, which is a local Detroit news outlet. And they did an interview with him in November 2019. The owner is named Carl Anderson. And honestly, this sounds like an art thing. Yeah.
1: It sounds like that interview is very illuminating and it brings up some a little bit more direct and uh, compelling questions.
0: Yeah, this is a quote from Carl Anderson. In the beginning, I just wanted to put up a payphone because they were disappearing. The payphone is such an interesting and important part of urban history and hacker history. So I just wanted to kind of play around with that and make an art project around it to see who would use it just for the phone itself. And I found that a lot of people were using it much more than I expected. So that does seem like a pretty innocuous explanation.
1: And I'm dating a fine artist right now. And I've learned a lot more about art than I ever knew. And this is the kind of shit that people in the modern art world do. Like, it's just, it, it totally sounds like something that would happen. It, it, it You read his explanation. You know, and you fucking kind of look at this thing and all these different services and you go, this could very well just be a guy doing this for his own amusement just to enjoy the different reactions to this service that he's kind of created with, you know, his little grassroots effort.
0: And there's another part in the interview that makes it really seem to me like it wouldn't be a government thing because something else all these videos leave out is one of the options on these phones is you could call a random ice detention facility Mm. and this was his quote about that this is a historical moment i like to ask them if they're aware of what happens to prison guards when human rights tribunals happen and if they have a plan for that when that day comes around so this guy clearly isn't supporting the government
1: No. And that's a. don't even know quite what he's getting at when he says that, but it certainly sounds very anti-capitalist, very anti-government and very sort of sincere, which could be a smokescreen. You know, because all those ideas, I mean, the only guy peddling them is fucking Slavo Zizek, and they don't even let him write for the New York Times anymore. So it's it goes back into that crackpot bin where if you start having a serious conversation about this, as we're doing now, people go, oh, my God, who cares? What are you saying? There's people dying. There's people starving to death, getting sick and losing their lives. You're talking about a payphone. What are you doing?
0: Yeah. Uh, My thing, I feel like if this was some sort of government data collection thing or something, there'd be more phones. Right. Ten phones isn't a lot. I think what he was getting at with the ICE thing is kind of how, like, we look back on the Nazis, like, yeah, I get that some of you were just doing your job, but you were still Nazis. You could have quit that job. Yeah. And I think that's what he's getting at with that quote about ICE is... Hey, you know you're just working there doing your job, but when this becomes a human rights thing, you're going to be one of the people that was murdering detainees in the eyes of history, if mm-hmm. nothing else.
1: Which, I mean, hey, that's there's a salient point I agree with. You know, you're a cog in one fucking wretched machine, ain't you? I mean, I know you got a family to feed, but good God, bro. Food stamps are fine, and <laughs> yeah, you can fucking get something Go. you learn how to fucking do, go through your sales workshop and fucking sling used cars like I, I try not to judge anybody for how they make a living as much as I can but because I like I said it's a mean old world but yeah you know fucking that's a real point and the kind of thing that yeah that's the kind of thing I'd fucking invest 10 grand of my money to make an art project for if I was that kind of guy like sure and people need to talk about that people really need to fucking talk about that you know more yeah. than it's happening on fucking the mainstream media and as much as i hate using that quote because it just sends you right into alex jane's jones's cul-de-sac but
0: <laughs> yeah and and as far as the september 5th thing there aren't really any ties between this payphone and the idea that the world was going to end there's just ties between the payphone in the happy valley dream survey but there's like i mean again you have to take it in context with all the other options it's clearly someone trying to make the experience of getting on this phone as weird as possible Mhm
1: something like a like an artist would curate right yeah. you know something that, that that's done very intentionally something and, that is that prompts you to engage in introspection and then you know physical communication with the real life third dimensional world
0: Yeah if it was some kind of surveillance thing it just it seems like too cumbersome of a way to go about it right and But then
1: who knows how fucking they're doing this shit? Maybe, maybe like in the same way they infiltrated the music community, they're infiltrating the street art, fucking grassroots, sort of like uh, conversation sparking art movement that, you know, happens now with, uh, you know, leftist artists and meme artists and fucking video collage people and murals and fucking uh, statues and performance pieces and, Sure, that's another fucking honeypot for you to go sow disinformation in, government. I mean, it, they'd almost be stupid not to. So it, it it brings you back to this ever fucking self-eating Ouroboros of insane questions.
0: I assume every group, movement, community, whatever in the United States has a federal agent embedded within it. Oh, yeah.
1: they. T- I'm sure they've talked to you, bud. They might have reached me. I'm a smaller fish, but I'm sure somebody for the fucking feds has kicked your tires about something. I mean, you've had too many weird interactions on the internet. I, I hear him bottom off mic. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> yeah. And with them embedding people in groups like that, like there's not really a group small enough that the government won't go out and mm-hmm. like try to, you know, just like you said, kick the tires, see what's going on. I always wonder Who is the sad, sorry federal agent who got tasked with keeping an eye on the like L.A. bar show community to make sure, oh
1: yeah, make sure none of them
0: get too leftist? Like that poor guy. The
1: guys, the guy who's at the Liquid Zoo, going, well, actually, if you listen to Adam Carolla, he (laughs) makes a pretty good point.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's got to be out there.
1: I'm sure there's a guy I will say if I have to make an up or down call on this thing, like if you put a gun to my head, sort of a decision, I do lean towards this being an art project. Same, you know? Yeah. As unsatisfying as that is, as much as I want to believe that there's an MK Ultra team who's trying to map the DMT scape or whatever I fucking brought up earlier with this uh, uh, web of information, uh, eh, seems more just like some shit, a guy that, you know, had an English degree and a couple ex-girlfriends and a lot of his mom's inheritance would put together just so he doesn't fucking go another day without eating a gun, right?
0: Yeah, I assume the government is way beyond shit like this. By now, at
1: this point, I mean, I feel like they've got a better system.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're probably just listening to our Zoom calls and
1: <laughs> yeah, being no
0: reassured shit. that we're not <laughs> we're not picking up the trail of whatever this is. Who knows? But it does seem like an art thing to me.
1: Yep. Well, I suppose there's our MythBusters up and down confirmed. Are there? Do we have any other loose ends in this tale, Adam TB?
0: Not really. I think we I think we got it. I think we we got a sewed.
1: We got a sewed, man. Well, it was a very interesting deep dive. I enjoyed reading all of it. And uh, and uh, this is one of those conspiracies where it doesn't so much make you worry about the world, but it does demand uh, some compelling introspection and critical thought. And I enjoyed I enjoyed playing around in that whole jungle gym, trying to see what this thing was about.
0: Yeah. Like, I, I wish it I wish there was more to it. I, I wish too. I looked into this and it was a little more nefarious, but also there's so much evil in the world right now. Like
1: sometimes you just got to talk about how Elvis is still alive, baby. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> Someday this whole podcast is just every episode is going to be about compelling proof that Elvis didn't die in the 70s. I,
1: I almost like that as it. And I don't, I don't know if we've ever officially named the fan base, but I would like to just say like Elvis Truther has such a great <laughs> ring to it. When you coin that phrase, it fuck, I've never stopped thinking about that. It always makes me laugh.
0: And I, and I fucking by the end
1: of that episode, I was a fucking Elvis Truther, Truther myself.
0: Yeah, I stand by it. I don't mm-hmm. think he died on the toilet so yeah that's our episode what do we have to plug before we get out of here you can subscribe to conspiracy the show by itself at conspiracy.supercast.tech or subscribe to the entire unpops network at unpopsnetwork.supercast.tech or patreon.com unpops follow us on twitter at conspirapops Connor, what do you got?
1: Oh, boy, I'm going to be putting up a live show around Los Angeles uh, in the next few months. So stay tuned for Dirty Jokes and Love Songs, a hot date with Connor McSpadden and the Singles Club. Uh, For the time being, I'd really appreciate it if you followed me on social media at Connor McSpadden. That's two N's, two O's for Connor McSpadden, M-C-S-P-A-D-D-E-N. And uh, I will say I like to write my fans back, my listeners back. I don't even like to call, you know, people that enjoy the show. If you want to Chew my ear about something if you want a little Alex Jones. Hit me up, man. I'm a nice guy and I don't have much to do these days. I'm in between gigs and I uh I love hearing from the community. And as I said earlier in the program, I was very blessed to have over the last few months a lot of great unpops listeners who are always really open-minded and cool and I go look on their page and they're never pushing anything evil and uh, (laughs) I I love meeting these people so hit me up, uh, stay in touch and if you're uh, craving some more me, you can listen to the back catalog of the Mean Boys podcast. It's basically like if the Dead Kennedys made a fucking late night radio show and there's over 200 episodes of it. ATB's on a few of them. There's best of shows if you're looking for a jumping off place. Uh, We tricked Steve Ranazizi into coming in on (laughs) 9-11. There's a lot of fun stuff to dive into there and it's a great great little project if you ever uh, if you need to pass some time on a road trip or if you got one of these factory jobs that are going away and you just need somebody to keep you company on the night shift.
0: <laughs> and uh Connor's going to be on more episodes in the future. We
1: Yeah, man, I'll be uh, back in the mix so. more. I've got a few th- I want to talk about the uh the treatment of ptsd and the dsm-5 and how people have kept uh, a lot of more holistic approaches out of the mainstream media uh something that i'm very close to in my personal life i got a lot of ideas me and i'm gonna be doing some cool shit
0: yeah so look out for that in the meantime let's get the fuck out of here connor say goodbye
1: goodbye everybody
0: goodbye everybody we love you